there is this lady on social media that has been going viral. Her name is Coco Chloe, a Nigerian babe, a beautiful dark-skinned woman with 4C type of hair, wearing a Vietnamese wig on her head, who went ahead to say, if you're wearing natural hair, don't come to my event. And it struck me. How does the most African of African people, because of small money and exposure, start whitewashing themselves? Child, irrespective of how expensive that Vietnamese wig is, this one included. When them folks see you, you're a black person. Blacker than black. Black. African. And I was just like, where did this self-internalized hate come from? This is what she had to say. And there's this whole battle, mm -hmm. you know, natural hair versus wigs or weaves. What's your take on it? Um, your natural hair is good for church programs. Your natural <laughs> hair is good for when you want to pick your kids at school. Oh, wow. Don't bring your natural <laughs> hair to my event. I, I have don't. natural hair, but I'm wearing a wig. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Zendero Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having conversations with you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. You can connect with me on social media at Ondero Ganga, or you can come over to my YouTube channel at Ondero Ganga, where I profile Africa through politics, people, and culture. Now, into today's video without wasting a lot of time, um, there, the rise of podcasts, first of all. They, this new year, they need to make podcast equipment expensive and so that not everybody can afford it. And two, there need to be a psychometric test before we put you in front of a microphone. Because clearly, they're just giving a microphone to anybody who can speak proper English and put a couple of adjectives together. Now, I was watching the Bad and Bougie podcast. Um, by two amazing ladies and they had a guest, Coco Chloe. For those who do not know Coco Chloe, she was a um, participant in the Big Brother Niger competition and she did fairly well. She has, let's give her her credit, right? She's grown from the show. She's gone to build a fan base of her own. She works very hard. Um, I think she works as an influencer. She has her own beauty brand, among other things. You know Nigeria, Zomo Niger. This is what they hustle to the core. First, let's just take a moment and appreciate Nigerians, you know. Um, as an East African, particularly as a Kenyan, I've always known either you're running a business or you're working. Until I went to West Africa, my friend who's Nigerian, Vanessa Okedi, she has businesses all over the place. Forget what you hear about Nigeria on the news, right? Because bad news is news, good news never makes news. Those people are industrious. They are hardworking, you know? No opportunity passes a Nigerian. Whatever it is that they need to do, and I'm talking merit-based opportunities, they hustle. We've given Chloe her flowers. So, and I think that was also one of the reasons why she was invited to the podcast. She's not just any random person. She's earned all the good things that have come to her. She's earned her fame and she's earned her fortune. And she was a guest on the Bad and Bougie podcast. Now, oh, the topic of beauty came up. Now, I think that we will we'll have to approach this from several dimensions, right? Because beauty is, is a very intricate thing in Africa. I'm going to break it down, first of all, what beauty looks like on the continent and what we've, we've now internalized in the wake of civilization and digital media to be beauty. Um, I'm going to start with East Africa, right? See this gap on my teeth? That's beautiful. 
where I come from. I am a Lua lady. I'm a River Lake Nylot. This is beautiful. One time I was in Rwanda, um, before I moved here, right? Um, I was just passing through and I was catching a taxi to just go to town, do a little bit of sightseeing before I catch my connecting flight. And the taxi driver said, oh, you have a gap between your teeth. That's very beautiful. Um, there's a way I'm going to talk about just my community because that's what I understand. There's a way my neck is, you might see lines on my neck. That is called Shingwe Opanga. Like that's beautiful. You know, um, in South Africa, they have legs for days, legs that squats cannot build. They have those legs. I was in South Africa most recently and I was text texting my husband telling him, I am so annoyed being here because these people don't have to go to the gym. They were built like this naturally. Those legs, KFC drumsticks has nothing on South African legs, right? Beautiful women, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful women. Um, if you look at a country like Sudan, gorgeous dark skin, soft like butter, shining, beautiful black skin. That is what you get there. Then if we look at a place like West Africa, there was a time, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, there was a time I was listening to Elf Plunge. Um, she is a content creator and she was saying, um, somebody was shaming her for her, for her hairy legs. And she said where she comes from, women with hairy legs are considered very beautiful. Very, very beautiful, right? Um, again, Ghanaian women are very busty, which is, which is considered very beautiful. Ghanaian men will do anything for that, you know? And there's no monolithic way of being African, but we've always celebrated our hair. You know, the way we, we braid it, the, the cornrows that we do, the things that we do with our hair. Our hair has always been very beautiful. So before we internalize what Western standards of beauty were, the, the, the innate and authentic African beauty, depending on where you came from, was massively celebrated, right? And when I was in media school, I'm a trained journalist by profession. One of our lecturers, Jenna and Mass Media, I think it was Jenna and Mass Media, Dr. Gakaho, was teaching us about celebrity body. And there's this cartoon called Daphne. <laughs> Daphne came before Kim Kardashian. So if you don't know Daphne, think of Kim Kardashian. Where celebrity body was long hair, light skin, a big bust, a small waist. And they've taken it a notch higher, right? And because this is now what mainstream and digital media is pushing as beauty. It has trickled down back home. And because it cannot be white, it's the lighter you are, the better, you know. And I've experienced this first time. My younger sister is lighter than me. Sometimes I tell people she's my sister and people go like, eh. and I'm like, what's wrong with you? My dad is a river like Nilo. That's why I have this beautiful dark skin. My mother is a Bantu. She's light-skinned. That's why my sister is light-skinned. Did they teach you biology and genetics in school? And when you're light-skinned, you'll just see how you're treated. You're treated better. You really are treated better because we have that house, you know the word, syndrome, where you want to be as close to the white community as possible. We are still addicted to our oppressors. We have Stockholm Syndrome. You know, there was a time where a certain preacher, even before Coco Chloe, where um, she was saying, because you wear your natural hair, you'll not get husband, find a wig. And I'm like, okay, how practical is it to go to bed in a wig? How practical is it to go to the gym in a wig? How practical is it to have a toddler with a wig? You know, 
it's okay. It's okay to experiment with beauty. But then again, you guys have seen me here. This is not my life. I wear a wig. Sometimes I do cornrows. There was a time I came here with my natural hair, which you guys loved. But it's almost like, nope, this is what we want from you. You know, even just African women, the way our bodies are built, it's almost like we're being forced to look a certain type of way because that is what is acceptable. And these are just unrealistic standards. Now let's get to Coco because I don't want to spend so much time on her. I just needed to lay that that foundation because she's not speaking out of a vacuum. She's not mad. She's a well-educated, well-exposed woman. It's just that these are deep-seated issues that sometimes we express that bias without knowing exactly where it came from. So she was having a conversation, you know, Nigerians, anytime, let me tell you, Nigerians will shame you even at your own event because they dress up and they know how to look nice. And she just casually said, you know what? Don't bring your natural hair to my event. Don't bring it to my event. And it caught the whole continent by surprise. What do you mean? Honestly, what do you mean? Because when you take out that wig, what is under? Who are you trying to lie to? Because babes, you can believe that lie, but we cannot believe that lie, you know? And just because maybe you as Coco has not found a way to, to work with your hair really well and make it gorgeous or experimental, it doesn't mean that everybody has. There's this Ghanaian content creator. She's an actress, actually. She's not a content creator. Ghanaian actress, Lydia Fawson. She loves her natural hair. She notches it. It's the crown on her head. And she even has a product that caters to African natural hair. So what was Chloe talking about? Why have we internalized self-hate so much that it's manifesting in the most crude ways, for lack of a better word? This is what she had to say. And there's this whole battle, mm -hmm. you know, natural hair versus wigs or weaves. What's your take on it? Um, your natural hair is good for church programs. Your natural <laughs> hair is good for when you want to pick your kids at school. Oh, wow. Don't bring your natural <laughs> hair to my event. I, I have it. natural hair, but I'm wearing a wig. But I okay. don't have to. I can wear my natural hair if I want to go out. Mm -hmm. If mm. I'm going to the beach and I can wear my natural hair, it's mm. good for the beach. Mm. If I'm going to church, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> if I'm church, going church. to pick my, maybe going to play with my niece, it's cool. If I'm in my house, it's okay. <laughs> but why would I want to wear a nicer dress, expensive dress, mm -hmm. expensive ears? Mm. At least I'll do ponytail. At least. Mm -hmm. Like, but when okay. you do natural hair, you're wearing a nice dress. I'm looking at the dress up. I just look at the face, and they do want to. You know, they do want to when they pay me. So we now do that small makeup and say you're a minimalist. No, <laughs> no, Chloe. I don't think there's much to say to this story. I'm just it. It just saddens me that um, African women still think of themselves like that. That we still think that there are parts of us that are not beautiful enough to be showcased as whole. You know, like, you can experiment with beauty. I wear makeup when I have to come on camera. But when I'm not on camera, you'll never catch me wearing makeup. Because, baby, look at this. Look at this. Look at this black skin. Look at this. Look at this. What? The skin is okay the way it is. You know, makeup for work. No makeup for home. Because... Skin is still skinny, as, as you people would say, you know. I don't have to wear a wig all the time. 
I wear it when it's cold and it's raining as a protective hair. But when the sun is out, baby, when it's summer, the natural hair comes out because I love all parts of me. And that is a message we should be sending to young black girls that are growing up. I think there's already so much pressure out here to conform to unrealistic beauty standards. I don't think that pressure should also be coming from home. I think that when we listen to black creators or see them, what they should do is uplift and affirm us. Sis, you look good in that week. Oh, sis, also your natural hair looks fantastic. You know, I love, I think the Americans in the comment section will know, the Bailey sisters, how they experiment with their hair. That is how it should be. You know, one day it's dreadlocks, the other day it's braids, the next day is a week. That is how it is. All parts of you, without hiding, without thinking one part is better than the other. Let me know what you think in the comment section about this story. Do you, what do you make of that comment? Where do you think it came from? Do you think she just made it in passing for clout? Do you, do you think that natural hair doesn't look presentable? Or is it that, um, is it that they're just deeply seated issues as black people that we need to begin unpacking about how we perceive ourselves, particularly through a white person lens thank you for watching comment down below what you think like this video and connect with me on social media at Ndira Oganga or you can come over to my youtube channel at Ndira Oganga where I profile Africa through people politics and culture I'll see you again next time